Hello, and welcome to the teacher edition of Steve Barkley Ponders Out Loud. The complexity of teaching is both challenging and rewarding, and my curiosity is piqued whenever I explore with teachers the multiple pathways for facilitating student engagement in the exciting world of learning. This podcast looks to serve teachers as they motivate and support their learners. Thanks for listening. I'm delighted that you're here. Why sports are good for kids and what we can learn from sports. Our guest today is Linda Flanagan, a freelance writer and high school cross-country coach. You'll find her articles in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, and Newsweek. I discovered her writing in MindShift in an article about sports and character building. I invited her to join us as soon as I read that piece. Linda is the author of a new book, Take Back the Game, How Money and Mania Are Ruining Kids' Sports and Why It Matters. Well, Linda. Oh, thanks for having me, Steve. Happy to be here. I'm wondering if you'd start with an introduction to Linda, the cross-country coach. What led you there and uh, what did you find? Sure. Well, uh, I should start by saying I love sports growing up. They, you know, I've played tennis and softball on, on, at the high school level, and I've been a runner my whole life. So it was, it was kind of a natural progression for me to coach. And someone asked me if I would be interested. And um, so I said yes. And that was when my youngest was in kindergarten. And what I found, and this was in the early 2000s, it troubled me what I found uh, when I started and continued. And that was, you know, among parents, especially, there was a fixation on results and, you know, much less concern about what running could do to improve your health and outlook and really more about performance and what running could do for a child's college opportunities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously this trend has only gotten worse. Um, You know, this focus on extrinsic rewards you know, rather than the internal growth that sports can trigger. Interesting. Um, Your writing identifies many of the benefits for kids to be involved in sports. And uh, I know at times uh, teachers can wonder whether sports are interfering with academics. So Mm -hmm. could you talk a little bit about, about some of the key benefits that are important for us to be aware of? Yes, I would love to. And I I have to say, I often saw during my coaching career that the teachers and administrators seem to view sports as a disruption, you know, that kids would miss class and for games and there'd be some eye rolling. And it it felt kind of adversarial at times, like we were all like fighting over the kids as if sports were coming at the expense of learning, which, you know, done right, they contribute to learning. And that's, that's why they're in school. And, uh, Arnie Duncan, who was Obama's secretary of education, he said that sports are wrongly seen as separate from the rest of education. And he said it's not in the school's or best interest to think of them that way. And I, that's something I've really come to believe it was reinforced while I was coaching. So here's just some, if I can just rattle off a few facts to remind yeah. teachers like why it matters, just for health alone, playing sports improve cardiovascular health, and they slow the buildup of the body mass index. Sports and exercise improve brain function, including processing speed and flexibility. They enhance the ability to self-regulate, which we all know is critical. It improves sleep. In moderation, sports um, can thwart depression and anxiety. 
And uh, one really fascinating study I discovered, it was of children who had experienced trauma growing up. I believe it was kids between the ages of seven and 12 who'd had severe trauma growing up. The researchers interviewed these kids when they were young adults, between 29 and 32. And they discovered that of these 10,000 young people, those who played sports growing up had better life outcomes. They had less depression. They had more satisfaction. They had higher self-esteem. And the findings were so striking to the researchers that they included a recommendation to pediatricians that Mm -hmm. those who had kids who were tending to kids experiencing trauma, they should recommend they play sports. So there's just so much that sports can do for kids. They tether them to school in a way that other activities don't. And, you know, there's so much about the social benefits. Kids who play sports are less apt to take drugs. They're less apt to, young women are less apt to get pregnant. They're less apt to drop out of school. And there are also strong correlations between women who play sports and those who go on to run for office or occupy higher levels in business. Mm -hmm. I could go on and on, but I won't because (laughs) you get the point. But, you know, every week the New York Times has an article, you know, every Tuesday. It's like, what's the latest great thing about activity and exercise and movement that applies not just to adults, but kids? And it's kind of irrefutable. So, you know, there's a place, there's an important place for them in schools. So there's two pieces there that I, that I want to follow up on. The one is that I'm really interested in the uh, in, in the trauma uh, mm-hmm. piece that you mentioned. That's that's new. That's mm-hmm. new information to me. Yeah. Uh, and I'm um, I, in, in my uh, in my work because I, I work with schools around the world. Pe- people are 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 dealing with students who I don't think we've uncovered yet mm-hmm. the impact that the mm-hmm. uh, that, that the pandemic has had on them, mm-hmm. uh, both, I believe, connected to the uh, the impact on their parents that, that had yes. an impact on them. Yes. Uh, much, maybe even more from that yeah. than the exact impact uh, on, on kids. Anything from that research or just from your own thoughts as to what it is about sports that, that, uh, that has that, uh, uh, I'm almost hearing it as a resiliency kind of piece to, to deal with that trauma. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I think this gets a little bit into your next question, which is why are sports so powerful for kids? Yeah. Why, you know, do they, are they able to transport, you know, get kids in a difficult situation at home and help them kind of transcend it. And part of that is because sports are so emotional and this is ah. more so than like chemistry class or, history. Not that those kids don't feel emotions in school in general, but their sports are so evocative of the emotions, joy, you know, humiliation, (laughs) pleasure. There's, I mean, there's so many different kinds of emotions you experience in sports that they're just more profound, I think, than what you would experience in the classroom. And we know from our understanding of the teenage brain that you know, the, it's a very highly emotional time for kids, adolescents. And likewise, um, the teenage brain is also very tuned, plugged into adolescents, to friendships and peers. That's, you know, in, in anyone who has a teenager knows this. And, and sports combine those two. Mm-hmm. You know, they're thrown in with their peers. It's 
often a little less structured than the classroom. So there's more time for like just casual exchanges and they're emotional. So it's no wonder that the learning they're going to pick up there is more lasting or, or deeper. And, and again, I think this is why if you ever talk to anyone who played sports growing up, they'll have many memories they can you know, draw on both good and bad about the experience because it just kind of lodges in the brain in a way that routine learning, I don't mean to put, you know, put down classroom learning because obviously it's critical, but that it just affects kids differently when it's so emotional. Well, I, I did want to explore uh, life skills that you think yes. kids gain from sports. And uh, when you, it, it really uh, kind of triggered for me when you, uh, when you mentioned girl athletes uh, showing up, it kind of sounds like a leadership skill uh, development mm-hmm. can come from that uh, sports participation. Right. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about what those life skills can sure. be? Yes. And, you know, there's the kind of the classic ones that we all say that we want our kids to learn from sports, like, you know, how to work with others, how to win and lose gracefully and, and important practical skills also like showing up on time and being dressed and ready to go. That was always one of my, something I emphasized as a coach was the bus leaves at 3.15. <laughs> you know, if you're, it's like a, think of it as a plane. If you're not on that flight, they're not going to hold it for you. And not because, you know, not because we couldn't wait two extra minutes, uh-huh. just because like you got to learn this stuff. And so that's why I always emphasized it, but there are subtler skills too. And, and I think, you know, this is something that many teachers probably aren't aware of. And then I think the, kids can develop relationships with their coaches that are deeper or more personal than they can with their teachers. And part of it's just a numbers game. I mean, teachers, public schools often have so many students and, you know, they can't, they can't forge relationships with kids at, at the level that a coach can. I mean, I also think teachers may not realize this and certainly parents don't is that we spend so much time with kids as a running coach. I could coach three seasons. If I, if I coach three seasons, I could have the same kids for three seasons, two hours at least every day after school and on the weekend. I mean, that is more time than their parents often spend with them. <laughs> so there's just a lot of what I would call quantity time with kids uh-huh. that coaches have and that it just allows for a different kind of relationship with kids that you know teachers don't have and that we know that developing relationships with adults is so important. For young people, which also gets back to the question about, you know, the kids having trauma, they going through difficult times in their personal lives. If they can develop a personal, a close relationship with a coach, that's going to be protective. The coach athlete relationship also tends to be multi-year. Yes. Yes. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. My granddaughter's a freshman and she's already connected to the varsity coach in volleyball. And so there's the possibility that four years mm-hmm. in a yes. row, kind of similar to being in, in, in probably a band and just aren't, aren't too many areas in school where kids like that, that, that longer term relationship. No, that's, that's an excellent point. Yeah. Well, and in the summer, I would always see it. Um, I'd say goodbye to them at the end of the school year. And then they'd come back in the fall and I'd be like, wait, who is this person? You know, they're suddenly <laughs> transformed. Like, it's so, it's so cool to watch them yeah. develop yeah. and just like become who they are over, over time. And, and I really think it's hard to get that 
experience as a teacher because, you know, they typically just onto somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. But there was also, you're talking about leadership skills. And um, I do think there are wonderful leadership opportunities in sports. And, you know, Arnie Duncan also said this, you know, I'm reminding he was the secretary of education. (laughs) He said, sports are the most important training ground for leaders. Hmm. And um, many, many young people I've spoken to have said the same, that they felt that that's where they kind of learn how to rally a group to, you know, speak in front of people. And it was also, again, those emotions are so important because they really cared about it. So the leadership angle is huge and resilience. This is why it goes back to, we want kids to learn how to, you know, win and lose with grace. And, and that's what the resilience is. One young man told me that playing football and lacrosse taught him how to persevere. And as he put it, ignore the noise. Mm. Um, it just powerful. So it's not to say that they can't be learned in the classroom, but I think it's a little more automatic and organic in sports. I'm going to take from the title of your uh, of your book that there's some things we should have as as concerns. Uh, yeah. and, and and I'm wondering if there's conversations that you, you you might tag teachers having with kids that that allow us to uh, make make the best of those sports opportunities and not have uh, things get in the way for kids. Yeah. Well, I think first thing to recognize is that the the child in your classroom may be very different on the playing field. I think uh, they might be more their more natural self on the playing field than they are in the classroom. And that, you know, you only see one slice of them at, at their desk. And if you, if you have the opportunity, go watch a game. I, I think I mean, I know teachers are overwhelmed and they have so much to do and I get that and I would hate to add to that burden, but I could, I do know it means so much to young people. Um, uh, So certainly the ones I worked with and with my son when, when an occasional teacher would go to his games and not saying they were there to just see him, but it just meant a lot to him. It really meant a lot to him. And it's just, it's another way to connect with kids and, you know, Again, like as I was saying about the time they put into this, for most kids, sports are going to be top of mind because they put their there after school for hours. So, if you know, ask, ask some questions about it and not just did you win or how many points mm-hmm. did you score? But what was that like? What was it like to finish first or to, you know, come in in the middle of the pack? Or how do you like working with your teammates? And also, I think. We like to think of sports as educational, and in many ways they can be, but it's not, it ought to be emphasized. And sometimes coaches don't necessarily talk about that, talk to kids about what they're learning and what the applications are to their lives. But if a teacher can say, so what did you learn? What did you learn on the team this year that, you know, might help you in school? Or just, you know, what do you like about it? It's just another way to get to know kids and another way to provoke kids to think about what the larger meaning of sports besides, you know, the winning and losing. And I should add, as a coach, I started asking them at the end of the season, like, what did you learn? You know, like we sat around in a circle and talked about it. And I I regret that I didn't do this more earlier in my coaching career, but it was so enlightening and important. I thought to ask them. And some of the things they said were just, you know, just were thrilling. One said, she said the importance of baby steps. I'm like, that is it. 
baby steps. <laughs> you know, you start out, you can only run half a mile. And then the end of the season, you're racing a 5K. And yeah. that is so vital for other parts of life. Yeah. And it's just to underscore that what you're learning in sports applies elsewhere too. Another said that we're tougher than I thought we were. I'm like, yes, you are. <laughs> you're better than you thought you were. You, you're more capable than you realized. And I think if, if teachers can, you know, maybe the coach isn't asking those questions and the teacher can, what did you learn? Yeah. And yeah. get them thinking about it. It's, it's great. It's great. Um, I want to give the title of your uh, of, of your book again for uh, for folks to hear, and and then I, I'm wondering if you'd share some of the areas that you uh, explore in the book that people might want to uh, might want to look into further. So, the title of Linda's book is "Take Back the Game: How Money and Mania Are Ruining Kids' Sports and and Why It Matters." Well, "Take Back the Game" implies that it's gotten gotten into a, a bad place, or it's not where it ought to be, and so. Uh, which I agree with and write about. So the first section of the book, I talk about um, how sports have changed and why we are where we are with them, where they've become so serious and how we've gotten away from what's intrinsically important about sports rather than, you know, the external rewards they can deliver. Um, So I explore the effects of money parental status anxiety, and changes in colleges at universities that kind of have amped up the stakes. And I also go into the negative effects of these changes on sports and play, how the ultra-seriousness has undermined some of the very reasons why we want kids to play in the first place. And I also discuss ways that teachers, coaches, citizens, and parents can take back the game, restore sports to what they're meant to be. An important message and... uh... Lots of things that I'm sure are going to surprise people that they didn't know or, or didn't realize, but in mm-hmm. some ways reinforce things that I, I think we were worried are happening. Yes. <laughs> sounds like yes. you've kind of shown the light on it to uh, to say to say that, yeah, it has. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the point. That was the point. But but more important that there's something we could do about it. Yes, because you're not helpless and uh, you know, yeah. parents are not helpless here. Well, I uh, I really appreciate you giving us this time. And um, what's the best way for uh, folks to uh, one maybe find out more about uh, about your book or to uh, or to or, or to follow you and uh, and and connect with you with questions they might have? Well, I have a website coming ASAP. Should have been done sooner, but it's on its <laughs> way. Okay? Um, and I'm on Twitter, of course, um, at Linda Flanagan two, the number two. I'm always happy to have followers, and I try to post as often as I can without going down that rabbit hole too, too far. Um, and of course, you know, my book, which, which you can buy anywhere, Amazon or anywhere. Okay. We'll, we'll be sure to put the, uh, put, put your Twitter, uh, Twitter account into the lead into the podcast, make it easier for folks to find. Okay, Thanks again. Great. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening in folks. I'd love to hear what you're pondering. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Barkley or send me your questions and find my videos and blogs at barkleypd.com.